0: what is up welcome back to the bridge podcast i'm super grateful you're here listening today and i'm going to take a few beats to let my my gratitude sit in for you and take a deep breath all right today's episode 130 um we have a special guest on today who i crossed paths doing breath work in la um it was a super Super dope experience put on by my good friend, Mike, and uh, Ethan and I connected there, and now we are here, and uh, I'm super excited to hear more about his journey. So today's guest is Ethan Thompson, and uh, I'm grateful that you came on, bro.
1: Absolutely, dude. Grateful to have met you and uh, grateful to, uh, to be here today. And, and again, I have to give you a shout out that every time I've been doing the cold plunge in the last month. Uh, I wasn't, I just gotten back into cold plunging right before I went with you and Mike to do those, to do those breathwork sessions, which had a cold plunge at the end. And for everyone who wasn't there when, when I was sitting there getting my cold plunge, I was sitting there and I was on like minute two third, I was in like two thirty <laughs> on my minutes or something. And I just look over and, uh, I get this head dip from you and, uh, <laughs> every, every cold plunge that I've done since, um, every cold plunge I've done since I always duck my head on in the last 10 seconds. And I always picture that. I like stuck so clear in my mind, looking over at you sitting at that little bar eating, food that they Uh provided and just being like dude like dip
0: your head i'll never forget it i'll never forget it i love it i love it the cold plunge really uh brings that relationship out in people
1: yeah
0: um so i was i was actually i did a quick breathwork session before this which is funny and uh a thought that came in was like all right like how am i gonna introduce ethan right Mm -hmm. and uh i was gonna say like oh ethan's a musician he's an artist but lately it's like, well, is he defined by what he does? So I, I've been wrestling with that. Um, so if you just want to introduce yourself in whatever way you want to do that, and then we'll, we'll hop into it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I'd certainly say that one of the descriptors of what I am is a musician, producer, uh, a friend, a lover. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, the, the things that I do are, uh, are music, production, Um, songwriting, I'm an artist, Uh, Alt Bloom is the name of my project, A-L-T-B-L-O-M. It's kind of like a soul pop vibe or lo-fi pop vibes uh, with a little bit of alternative in there as well. And uh, I've been working on that project for like the last two years. And then in the last year, I've become a bus builder. Me and my girlfriend uh, wanted to figure out a way to be in the music entertainment cities, which are like Nashville and LA, while also being able to be out of them. And the way that we found a way to do that while traveling to Montana and traveling to Oregon was building a school bus together, and it's been a huge learning project, a huge test of my patience, a huge ego check for me in my life of music, and really open, really has been opening me, opening me up in a way that is is described uh, beyond music and is described in a more um, grounded and and kind of wider scope, which I've really been enjoying. Some days, some days it feels amazing. Some days my ego is terrified. Um, And it's like it's a bounce back and forth all the time. But I really do think that it's growing me into um, who
0: I want to be. I love that because I think it's like I'm not sure what the the music industry is like, but you know, you can be successful just like doing a show after show after show. But it's that you want to take that step and like go explore the world with your girlfriend while making music, doing things that you love. And it's kind of like dipping into that unknown that you haven't tapped into before. huge so, um, yeah i th- I think that's amazing, and I love when when people are like pushing that needle forward into that unknown.
1: Yeah, exactly. and, the, and the kind of like an undescribed path. I think the path that I saw that i've that I've been traveling in l a um, for the last uh, for the six years prior to the last two was all there was all like a prescribed way to get there. Um, there was all like mm-hmm. a path to follow. It was do this, spend extra hours doing this, spend up late, hone your craft. And there was, there was kind of a, a path. I to so end. there's still a lot of luck in where you land and, and the things that you get. Um, but doing this, yeah. Opening up this new chapter has been like a, all right, let's, let's make a path that, you know, we all are individuals. There's so many people on this planet earth and there's so many important things that we can leave behind. And I think For me, what I've been learning over the last year is if I could leave behind doing your own thing um, Mm. and in my own way, that's what matters the most to me these days is being like, how can I like take my passions, live my life and live my life in a way that is inspiring for other people to do their own totally niche, unique thing? Um, Mm. Yeah, that's what my, that's what my focuses have been on.
0: I'm curious, what led you into that attitude of like doing your own thing?
1: um i mean i have literally like do you tattooed on my arm it's been a journey for my whole life i think honestly what led me to it is that i was a huge people pleaser um for most of my life Mm. i uh through therapy you know discussed the reasons why but i think that i uh well i got to a stage in life where i realized i wasn't happy and i couldn't figure out why because everything on paper looked perfectly right um had a record deal was touring the world had songs at uh top 20 on radio. And I realized that I was like, I'm living this life saying yes to other people for what they want to do. I'm not saying yes to what I want to do. And when I first quit, it was even at a point where I, people would be like, well, what do you want? And I was just in my, I had like a small baseline where I was like, I want to work with good people. And what I mean by good people is just like people who vibe with me and vibe at, vibe the activities and vibe the conversation Mm -hmm. that I do. Um, I don't think there really is inherent good and bad. I think there's just like the way that people's energies mesh with you. So by good, I meant like energies that mesh with me, um, work with people who like music and work with people who like the outdoors. And like, that was mm. really the only ground line I have. But there were so many times where when I would think about like, okay, well, what type of music do you like? Or like, oh, what, what's like the things you want to do on the weekend? I had lost myself so much saying yes to other people, um, and making other people happy that it took me a while. And, and I'm still finding it now finding the things that really are me and and what I like. Um, and uh, and so I think that the journey started with me finally stepping out of that project, being like, all right, just saying yes to all these things and doing everything that looks perfect on paper is not working for me. I, I don't feel right. I feel broken. Um, and so it was honestly going the opposite direction is what made me hit a wall that is now making me push um, more so into just finding my own thing and finding my own expression.
0: Mm. I think that's amazing when everybody thinks it's like, all right, once I get this, like, I'll be happy. Like, especially being in like the college environment, it's like, all right, once you get out, you're going to get this certain job. And then once you get that raised, that promotion, it's like, this is the thing that will make make you happy. And then you realize you're just like running circles. Yeah. And then you've never really sat down and asked yourself the questions of like, well, what does make me happy? Like, what do I want? in life what impact do i want to leave like you said um with this new chapter with this this bus how you want to inspire people just to do you do your own thing and go the opposite way
1: yeah yeah it's it's a uh, it's it's a it's a funny thing it's like an easy expression saying enjoy the journey because there's even times where i'm on my journey that yeah. i have to i have to remind myself and say one more day one more day one more day and that's like when things are going super extreme in any direction, uh, whether it's super good or super bad, I think it's important to remind myself that I'm like, it's, it's another day. This day is a gift no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. I'm alive and breathing just like everyone else who is alive today. And like, um, it's it's just a gift to be here. Um, and uh, I think that that's been something that's that's been a note that's been helping me get through those. It's the journey moments because there's totally times where I'm working on the bus. And it's like, uh-huh. oh yeah, enjoy the journey. And I'm like, dude, I'm on like my 50th cut <laughs> on a piece of wood. I want to <laughs> hurl this saw out the window. Like it's, it's easy to say, enjoy the journey, but I'm able to like kind of de-escalate myself. It's, it's a practice, obviously just like meditation or breath work. It's it's, it's a mm. practice that some days I'm great at and some days I, I throw the object that's in my hand. But um, getting getting closer and closer to, to being present with The days of work or with the days of fun or with the days of love or with the days of hating yourself like um it's a it's a journey that really never ends Mm.
0: i'm curious did your your style of how you created your music change once you had that shift of like i'm going this opposite direction rather of like what was prescribed in the music industry how did that change and how did your perspective go about on that
1: um i think that the first thing that happened is everyone who had been in my life had an idea of who I was and, and my talents and my skills. And were like, you're going to be this, uh, sing pop records, big, high pop records. And this is the direction you're going. And when I finally stepped back and said, you know, what do you like? And I was like, I kind of like more mellow records. I don't listen to these intense. Um, I don't listen to high screaming records. I listen to mellow records mm-hmm. and, I, and I have my parameters um, that gener- that I generally create in. Um, now when I'm thinking about what I want to listen to versus being like, what do people, what do people want to hear in a pop sense? I'm going, well, what, what would I want to listen to? Um, Mm -hmm. which I think has been, uh, one of the biggest shifts, but it's, it's, it's a mystery every day. Like when I first broke off, I didn't know right away what I was doing. I had a lot of steam coming off, uh, and was blowing off a lot of steam. And pretty much anytime anyone said, I don't like that. I was trying to heal myself so much that I was like, that's exactly what I want to do.
0: That's, that's Mm. the stuff
1: that I like, you know, you know, that thing that you're saying I shouldn't do from people that were in my, in my life and in my field currently. And they're like, yeah, you shouldn't do that. I'd be like, okay, that's like, I'm going to lean more towards that. Um, It was almost like an act of rebellion. But I think in that rebellion, I discovered the sound of my music. Um, And, and every day, every day is another challenge. There's some days I wake up and and what I, the sonics I want to do and the music I want to do is clear as day in my head and what the next path is. And there's days where I wake up and it feels like someone took that map and put it in a jar and shook it. And I'm, just waking up, going, what am I doing in this world? What's my purpose? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 it changes from day to day.
0: Mm. In the rebellion, you find things. Mm-hmm. I think that's so good because, like you said earlier, like the prescribed way, you know, being a people pleaser. I even I relate to that a lot. Growing up is, um, I people please my way all the way through school, like for the grades, like I would do it. And I got to a point where I was like, all right, like, who am I? Like, what is my identity? And that really hit me in high school when I stopped playing sports, because now it's like I've been playing sports my whole life. And now it's like, what's next? And before I could get into what was next, it was like I looked in the mirror and I didn't know who I was. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to try to figure out, like, what do I want? What do I like to do? What are my passions and interests? before I can dive deep into a different area where I'm gonna put that time into.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a um fi- finding yourself, especially when we're in schools, where it's like do things this way and you'll be accepted, aka like getting an A on your grade. And then there's the different, different uh genres of people in school, whether you go from like the athletes to the band yeah. nerds to the blah, blah, whatever. And it's kind of like fitting this specific thing. Um, is a way that our society is, even TikTok right now, the way that the algorithm uh, feeds people content is like do the things that work for the algorithm and we'll feed the content. And there's, there's, there's always some sort of influence there that says go down this river, go down this river, go down this river, like don't follow your own two feet. And I think that it's so important in a day that, especially when, when uh, in a day and age when, when algorithms are dictating so many things for people to be individuals is more and more challenging to be at a successful level in the eyes of like these applications of success that we have for ourselves and i think that fighting those and kicking those and bucking those as much as you can and living your own life is so important there's some people that have been the most impactful to me in my life um you know like of course there's tom petty and mac miller who were huge influences to me as musicians but there's a, a guy that i met when i first moved to la who was just like a 40 year old surfer who's like that's what he did um, he was super good at it. It was his passion. And he was like, I always say to people, I'm like, he was one of the youngest people I ever met in my life because he had this fire inside of him and always pursued it. And that passion and like me and like two other friends know who this dude is. He ended up passing away, uh, like, like four or five years ago. Um, but that dude had so much influence me on the way that he lived his life. And I think that like, that's, that's the influence that we should all be striving for. And I I think that we can get, I can get very caught up and being like, how big is my impact versus how deep is my impact? And I think the more I focus on how much more I can connect to the individual, um, the more balanced I feel. And if one person, if one person reciprocates back to me, like, hey, that really resonated with me it matters more to me than a hundred people being like, Hey, you're cool. You know? Right. Yeah.
0: Mm. It's that concept of depth over width. Mm-hmm. How deep can you, uh, can your impact go with someone? Um, how do you, balance that or not even balance um doing things for the algorithm versus you know i'm just gonna put this out there just to put it out there because i know like make producing content and stuff like that is some people's jobs right like that's how you get paid how do you not go in that in that dark hole of like i'm just posting for the algorithm <laughs>
1: yeah. um i think that uh, I don't have that one figured out yet. Cause I have not been posting things for the algorithm pretty much ever. Mm. There's been rare times that I've ever tried to do anything. And it's like, to the point where like my management team and my, uh, and people around me are like, Hey, you know, maybe you should be trying this. Maybe you should be trying that. Maybe you should try this. And I've got to the point I'm like, I really don't care. I care that my music is reaching people. I think I'd feel differently if I didn't already have, um, some, some, some sort of a fan base, um, that was mm-hmm. prior to the, to the tick uh, time. So my music still gets streams. and I'm happy with the amount of, I'm, I'm happy uh, as long as I can make a livable income off of my streams. Like that's like my goal zero. I'm like, am I making a a livable income to live the lifestyle that I want to live, which is in the outdoors? Um, certainly traveling, uh, more so in the mountains than international or in into international mountains. Um, it's like, can I live the lifestyle I want while doing the thing that I love, which is writing and creating music. And of course, going out and performing it. Um, and that's, that's kind of like where, where my goals are currently mm. less so than less so than hey how can i go viral on tiktok um yeah. but of course it crosses your mind you know you go print your own lottery ticket do your thing but i think at the end of the day if i just do my own thing and post my own way and like i don't even think i'm doing anything super creative on tiktok at the moment i just show it <laughs> and i'm like what's up dudes here's some of my music check it out yes yeah. that's my piece Rock, rocking it. the overalls exactly dude ob's to the finish line uh, it's it's starting to become a thing at my sets people are showing up in overalls and i'm I'm pretty really? stoked on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked on it. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I'm just trying to do my own thing. I, the, the, the whole, the whole TikTok uh, wonder and, and real wonder, um, is a challenging thing because there's so many things I disagree with about, um, about it. And there's so many things that I think it's ruining, uh, in the world but it also is a great way to to take a shot and get your shot whenever you want and as many times as you want so like like anything in life it's got some beautiful sides and it's got some sides that are horrific but um i think for me right now navigating it it's just like hey post when you're comfortable do your thing like don't think you need to be a slave to it because right now like the way the TikTok algorithm feeds to me feels like it's more it, it wants you to be a cog in its machine so do what it wants you to do versus like yeah. hey here's my own unique expression so as long as I'm as long as I'm doing my own unique thing and not being too influenced by it I think that I'll be winning long term
0: yeah absolutely I think I'm so glad like when I started posting content that I never went viral um, I think in the beginning I knew friends I knew people who went viral and as soon as that one video went everything they did just tried to recreate that. And then they weren't producing like original things or they were straying away from like who they were. And um, I even wrote a reflection in my journal about this um, a couple of years ago. I remember it's just like, I'm so glad I never went viral because I'm just produced. Like literally what I put out there is me. And if you fuck with me, you fuck with me. If you don't, you don't. And that's like, period. And I love you either way. And that's what I'm going to put out there. And I think it's really difficult to, um, to find genuine, authentic people when everybody's got their mask up, right? Like yeah. this is who I am, but really, when you pull back those layers, um, there's a lot more to who people are.
1: It's a great way to put it, though. Same reasons I'm great, flooding go viral. I think I feel that, feel that way about my music not necessarily blowing up yet. I'm doing great, and I'm super stoked on the trend that it's going. But I'm enjoying the slow burn of, of things just picking up slowly rather than having that hot moment because honestly I don't think prior I would have been ready for it if it happened I don't yeah, think that I would exactly have been, yeah I wouldn't have been as strong in my bones and my roots and being like yeah that's that's awesome that's great but here's the thing that I'm doing and here's the thing I'm sticking with because I think I, that I totally would have fallen down the same rat hole of being like let's recreate it let's let's uh let's pick up on it let's go do this 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 and this and this versus being like hey that's great let's go do the opportunities that align with me and align with my project. And then I'm going to continue and mm. keep living my life uh, the way that I want to, which is something I have to give my um, girlfriend credit for. Her name's Gabby. Um, she's a mentor. It's called the, the blissful step is her project. And she really uh, she's really inspired me a lot because she's gotten offered to do things that is like, Hey, this will take you to this level, but you're going to have to sacrifice time time, 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 like a month of time to do it. And she's like, yeah, I know that that'll bring me to a bigger level, but I'm not willing to sacrifice that much of life in order to get that level. And I'm happy doing the work that I'm doing now and getting there when I get there. And so I can also look back and be like, Hey, I didn't just slave away this one thing. I, I also, I also uh, went outdoors. I also uh, traveled internationally. I also met new people. I also lived uh, a normal, like uh, mid twenties life versus um, versus going all in. And then at the end of it going like, that's great. I have this, I have my career, but I don't have any of these other things to fall back or, or remember.
0: Yeah. I think people, people forget to live Like, go outside, go for yeah. a walk without your phone, you know, um, do Easier things that have been done. Me- Oh yeah, absolutely. Like <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I can sit here, but I think, yeah, yeah. um, like going to like a breath work class, you know, that was uncomfortable. I mean, I I would travel to LA to go to a conference that was yeah, dude. That I applied for, got in, and then decided to stay for like a week and a half and just like made it work, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think in those moments where you do things that make you feel alive, like the breath work, the cold plunge things, like going in nature going in the outdoors, you don't become a slave to society like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of that store. It's a, a metaphor. I don't know what they, they call like it. Analogy. Yeah. Of um, this fisherman who goes out every day from nine to three o'clock. He goes out, gets the fish, brings it back to the town, sells enough where he can make a living. But every day when he comes home, he spends time with his kids. He goes, dan- he like dances every day. He um, hangs out with his community and some business person comes in and says, hey, listen, if you send out six more boats, stay out an extra four hours for, for three years, you could be making X amount of money and never have to work a day in your life again. And he goes, but what about the three years where I don't get to, to dance? to see my children every day to, you know, be with his community. And that really, when I read that, I re- had to read it a few times. It's like, yo, we're not meant to just put our heads down and grind 24 seven. Yeah. Like, yes. find Like what makes you like feel, come alive, what you're passionate about. But also it's like, today's a day where you can like go out, like go out, do something. And uh, I think it's amazing that we have the, the opportunity to do that and that perspective with it.
1: Yeah, and I've, I've never heard that. Uh, I've never heard that story before, and I think it's so. I think it's rings so true. Um, and I'm glad you shared it because it's definitely the it's definitely the feeling. I mean, you see, a lot of artists coming off of COVID uh, canceling tours due to mental health reasons, uh, and I think it's because they got a chance to live and dance and sing and be with their family and have those connections that I think are. The, the most important things we can have are are the small connections the deep connections um and i think i'm sure that a lot of them after experiencing that are just like yo i want to have an i want to experience a normal life and there's j cole was someone who i thought was dope uh, i heard him give a speech oh uh, send a voice now yo are you still there my bad. Um, yeah hey, i got you J. Cole was someone who who was inspiring where he said when he was coming up in the rap game, and I mean he's so cool because he's doing like his basketball stuff. I don't know him personally, yes. or his personal like this, but he does he's showing that he has like two things that he's really enjoying in life. Um, and he I saw a speech where he said, you know, I wasn't willing to, he said, I've been coming up slow in the rap game because I wasn't willing to get there without this and this being his family and friends and life. And he's Mm. like, so if it was this, he's like, I I much prefer getting there like this than I did getting there like this. Mm. Um, And I think it's such an important thing, especially because we're, we're in a society here in America where it's like a a hustle, a hustle culture. um, And like everyone has three jobs and a side hobby that they do online. um, And I think that oftentimes we can, forget that there is existence and, and there'll always be repercussions at some point. There's always going to be the look back and there's going to have to be the realignment or rebalance or re anything. Um, and, you know, like two, it's something that I've been pondering a lot. It's like two of my biggest heroes, Tom Petty and, Tom, uh, and Mac Miller, both died of drug overdoses, both had tons of family issues. Tom Petty was remarried uh, a couple times. Um, and I don't know what the personal things that, on that were. If it was the wife, him, didn't let, didn't look into it. And then Mac Miller obviously uh, had his his slew of issues, but was dedicated to his craft. And it's like, man, if you'd have mm. taken the taken the time to dedicate uh, to dedicate to the other side of your life, would they still be here? Would they still be inspiring people? Would they still be working on music? Also, would they be as big as they were? You know, I don't know, I don't know. Mm. But the, at the end of the day, does it doesn't matter like how big you are if you if you're dead? I, I don't I don't know if it does.
0: I think you're your gift to the world can't truly like fulfill itself if you don't love who you are, or if mm-hmm. you don't take that time for the, the self-care for, you know, doing the things for you versus everyone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is, which is super challenging to do, especially when you're raised or grown up as like a natural people pleaser. Cause I just, you know, you want to, mm-hmm. you want to, you see everyone else's lights uh, eyes lighting up and you see them uh, getting the plates that they want. And that makes you stoked that you're a part of that. Versus being like, okay, what would it truly mean? You know, it's like that. I had a sticker on my fridge for years that said, um, I can't remember who it's by, but uh, if it said, uh, if, you could, if you could do anything without the possibility of failing, you know, what would you do? And I mm-hmm. think that like, that's the path I'm walking on now. It's being like, okay, if I, if I could truly like, if whatever I do is not failing, whatever I do is going to bring me success, like this is what I would do. And it's funny because prior my mentality reading, that was like, oh, I'll just like grind and do music a hundred percent. Um, and just like, cause I know that I'll make it then and I'll just put all my baskets mm. into it. And then like lately over the last year, having these d- different reflections is like, yeah, but would you really want that? Like, just get to, to exactly what you're saying, spend those years hustling and getting that one thing, or would you rather have a slower come up and have all the, and have all these other things with you along the way. And I think that that's mm. truly, truly is my answer. And also doing something that's just unique and different. I, you know, I don't know I, there's other, there's a. There's another guy, um, I can't think of his name right now. Another artist, uh, goth baby, who like does music and lives outside of us. Uh, lives out in like the, the back of his truck, and he's got a semi. He's, he's got millions of monthly listeners, and like crushes it. And, and, and inspiration for the stuff that he for that he does, and what I want to do. And like, um, you know, I don't know like how unique what I am is doing. All I know is that it feels when I when I'm in my alignment and I feel that calm. It's when I'm walking my own path, and when I'm believing my own path. Um, and like I said, there's there's days where that turns on and off. But I feel like I always compare it to rocket boosters turning on. I'm like, I'm going the right direction, and sometimes the rockets are on and then it'll turn off and I'll start doing this, and then it'll turn on and I'll do this. And like I'm I I do feel like at one point those rockets are just gonna be truly on. And the rockets aren't like work ethic or aren't anything, it's just being balanced in in my intention and vision in my own life and my confidence mm. in myself.
0: Mm. Unpacking some of that like family stuff where it's like society and family tell you like what to do and who you are what was your childhood like what did you like to do who were you like what did you do outside of school things like that
1: yeah I think the outdoors and music were the two main things that I did in my life uh all the time but I do think that uh upon reflection like a lot of my childhood wasn't like at, what like in my early childhood when i would do music things it was very much like hey you're doing this you're good at this and we want you to do this whether it was mm-hmm. the instructor or whether it was a teacher or whether it was um, a parent being like hey like you know we think you should do this so i think i really didn't develop my own uh taste and skills till later in life because i was so focused i was so used to people placing me places and then me delivering there and then someone saying hey we're gonna put you here and me delivering there and someone pa- packaging me this way and saying we're gonna there and these are all on small stages but um it really did didn't hit me till later in life that i was like i never like it it didn't hit me till i was like early 20s that i was like you no, know, i want to do this thing it's not that thing um and i didn't realize at the time what i was even doing that i was that i was you know starting to just discover myself um i just thought i was you know uh, saying hey i don't want to do classical music anymore i want to be in my band yeah <laughs> like uh, <laughs> like screw this, but I do, but when I look back, I do realize that a lot of my, like a lot of the entertainment I did as a kid was, was definitely other people saying, Hey, you should do this. Hey, you should do that, which I think anyone does growing up, you know, it's a lot of learning. It's Mm -hmm. not like it's like a huge on, it's not like it's a huge trauma, um, trauma or or like a traumatic event, but it is something that when it happens over and over and over again, stacked up into me, into me developing the behavior pattern of going, Hey, asking other people going, what should I do? They go, you should do this. I go, okay, I'll go do that. And I'll go yeah. do this well. I'll go do it so well that it impresses you. And then like, mm-hmm. that was a pattern that was in me, um, set in me for for a long, long time. And then I'm still to this day uh, breaking it and going like, no, what's cool to you. And by the way, it's not offensive. Like they don't give a shit if you don't do what they say for the most part. Like everything's cool. Yeah. It's all good. Like just, just truly do what makes you feel good and everyone's going to feel better.
0: Mm. Yeah, no one really no one really cares that much not in a in a bad perspective it's like i think i saw a meme or something and it was the like half of the bus where the one half is like the dark side the other half is the sun and it's like the one side is nobody gives a shit and the other side is like nobody gives a shit you know Uh, if if you just do you like do you vibe out like in whatever direction you want to go and um I think when people see you truly loving what you do, that'll make them love what you're doing no matter what, no matter what you're putting out.
1: Yeah. And you'll attract, you'll attract what you're putting out at that point. Um, and you won't be putting out as many, as many confusing uh, images uh, as you're, yeah. as you're coming up and doing your own thing. But I love that image. I love that image of saying, nobody gives a shit on whats side of the other side saying like, no, it's it, dope. It, like, nobody-, <laughs> nobody does give a shit, like literally live your life. Um, yeah, I think that's a very, that's a very good visual and a very, and a very unique way to, to share that, uh, share that response. Cause it definitely, there's days where I feel like nobody gets a shit on the dark side of the bus. And then there's days where I feel nobody gives a shit and I'm dancing through the woods.
0: Mm. On those days where you're, you're not feeling it, what's one small thing that you do to pick yourself back up?
1: Um, I certainly try to keep my morning routine going, um, which is always just, uh, work out, cold plunge uh come back shower meditate smoothie and journal like i try to end when i'm working out i'm always listening to a book right now i'm listening to um alter ego which has been dope um Mm. uh about like uh performance energies and about like it's the thing that's been really cool about that book to sidetrack for a second is that it's talking about how you can have an alter ego when you're on stage you can have an alter ego when you go to your family you can have an yeah. alter ego when you're doing business. You can have an alter ego when you're working out. It's like you don't bring the same person that's at the gym lifting weights into like going to a going into a sentimental moment with your family. Like those are those mm-hmm. are different different people and, and how to differentiate between those so you can excel in all areas, which I thought was really interesting. Anyway, so is I, that supposed
0: I, so is that supposed to be like a, a good thing or is it saying like not to have the alter egos?
1: No, it's saying it's a, it's saying it's a good thing. So you can choose when you need to be that thing. Cause like, uh, a a good way to say it is that the partner that I'm reading right now is about a tennis player. He uses all fake names. Um, but it's about a tennis player that would dominate the first half of the set and then lose the second, second half of the set. And they didn't know why or of the game and they didn't know why and what was happening. It was a thing that kept happening. They're like, she's so dominant, but then stops. And, uh, they went to a coffee house and he went to go pay the bill. And she said, it's my turn to pay the bill. I need to pay the bill. And he said, no, I'm, I'm like, I invite you to dinner. I'm paying the bill. And she's like, okay, but I need to pay the next one. Cause that's like, what's fair. And then when he looked into her more from that point forward, he realized that as a person outside of t- tennis, the game, she was a very fair, worked on a lot of projects to try and bring good to people who needed it. And uh, he realized that he was like, do you think you're having that same feeling when you're playing the game? That like, oh. And she's like, I think I do for that because when I'm midway through the game, I go, don't beat them as bad as you're beating them. Like, don't, don't do that to them. They're a person and they need this. And he's like, that's not what you need to bring to the game. We need to bring in the game is the fierce person. You And also that, by the way, know that that's teaching them that they need to get better at their game. If you're not giving them their full you, you're cheating them of the experience that'll make them better. Um, right. So that's kind of like a, a, an easy, quick way to describe how you can have like the person that cares here and then also the fierce competitor here. Um, and being able to walk those into different transitions in life. Interesting. Yeah, which I think is think is pretty rad. Oh, yeah, so like days when I'm feeling down, I think that always reading things reading things that are positive like help me navigate to things listening to interviews. But if I'm super down in the in the dumps, I'll literally just take like 20 minutes, lay on the floor like when I'm super feeling anxious and just hating on myself, and almost just let the feeling pass. It's like sort of meditative and sort of not and sort of like, Caving into the emotion and sort of not, I just lay down on the floor, close my eyes. And it just, it generally takes like 20 minutes before that feeling can pass. I kind of like, mm. I give it attention. I just let it like kind of overwhelm me almost, And then just lay there till it lay there till it goes by. And generally within about 20 minutes, I'm able to stand up and move through that emotion. Cause when it gets super intense, I mean, I, I, everyone's different, but mine are generally cause I'm like ragging myself over the past or terrified of the future. Those are like when I'm feeling the, the most vulnerable. And I just lay on the floor, let the seconds pass, and kind of ground myself back in the day where I'm at. Um, and that that's generally how I get through those more intense things. And I drink less coffee if I'm feeling super crappy too. <laughs>
0: mm. Yeah. I I love that, like just like lay down on the floor and sit with it. Yeah. I think when like anxiety comes over, and it's something that I learned this past summer. Um I've been trying to work on doing nothing. So my whole life, I feel like I've been addicted to productivity it was always this to this, this to this. And the summer internship stuff didn't work out. And I was like, you know what? My financial situation is all right. Like I can take two months and not work. Right. And so I really sat myself and like did nothing. But in the same way where you like you lay on the floor, it's not pushing down that anxiety and like, Oh, let me go to the gym and just work this off. Like keep bottling it down or, Oh, let me like read to distract myself from it. Even though it's still there. It's like, no, I'm going to lay down, sit with it and be with it. And then eventually like this too shall pass and it will.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it was, it was a commentary with my um, therapist that led to that. Cause she said that I'm constantly negating my feelings or downplaying my feelings or not authenticating them basically. Um, and that was where that, that thought came from just like, just sit with it, accept it, love yourself through it. Um, and yeah, and, and, and try to let it pass. And generally it does. Um, generally it does, especially if you just give it that moment. Cause if I, if I go try and like push through it, I can distract myself for so long. I know that I can make myself feel better through getting something done also through action. Um, but the thing that truly gets rid of it and lets me like move on with my day is just let it, giving it its moment to, to fly by. Um, obviously there's times where you can't do that. Because uh, yeah. I'm in the middle of a session, or I'm in the middle of this, and and I think the other way, the other way that I get through it is by is is the almost the exact opposite is uh, I'll write like three songs in a row. And by the third song, I'm like back in my flow state and my creative state. Mm. Um, so that that be that be another way to to plunge through it. But when I'm by myself, I generally just lay on the floor and let it pass.
0: Yeah, I think that's good to having that other thing where it's like, what do you really love to do? and then keep doing that, do more of that. It's like, when I, this is funny, it was after breath work. Um, I can't remember if it, I think it was, I think it was Sunday after everyone left. Um, this one guy was there and he was talking to Mike and he was saying how he gets anxious a lot. He, Mike was like, Oh, like, what do you do? He's like, I'm a personal trainer. He goes, are you anxious when you personal train people? He goes, no. He's like, are you anxious when you're working out? He's like, no. And Mike was like, do more of that like, <laughs> you know and i yeah. sat there and i watched that that conversation happen and i'm like well shit like when i look back at my life when i was like when i felt the worst it was when i was isolating myself when i wasn't interviewing people for the podcast when i wasn't like connecting with other people and it's like i know this gives me joy and happiness like why wouldn't i do that so just like do more of that so yeah. simple but so complex you know
1: yeah, absolutely. Because sometimes the anticipation of those things can be heavy as well, but always once you like break the barrier, you know, there's even times where you're going to go to a social outing. and you're like, do I really want to leave the comfort of my home right now? Or do I like, I want to go right. out and like, talk to people. And once you always, once you break the barrier of uh, getting into a social situation, you're like, oh, I'm so glad I went there. I, I connected this, that, and this, um, and was able to, was able to chat to uh, individuals and, and enjoy the afternoon. But yeah, the, the anticipation of things can be can be very challenging, which is why I think we end up doing less of them because it's like, oh, man, once I I have to like kind of break the barrier into doing a workout, I have to break the barrier into writing a song. I have mm. to break the barrier into going on a hike um, and living your life. Really, it's so easy to just be like, I'll spend two hours on my phone sitting here rather than go go do the thing that makes me feel better.
0: Yeah. What does it look like writing a song for you? Um, that's like a a really big question in whatever way you take it.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say in what way, because it it, kind of differentiates, but I'd say like when I'm, I'll, I'll just explain what a good writing day feels like to me. Um, a good writing day to me is putting shots on goal. I don't really, it doesn't really matter to me if the records are perfect. It matters to me that I put the work in. And generally if I, if I go through and write records as quickly as possible, especially if I'm just not on at the beginning of the session. I'm just like, let me write a record, let me write a second record, let me write a third record, and I'll decide if they're good after. Right now, I just want to get them out as quickly as possible. And whenever I write in that flow of being like, here's the first idea, it takes about an hour, here's the second idea, it takes about an hour, third idea, takes about an hour, and then look back at what I did. Um, it's always when I find my best records, always. like. Mm-hmm. Star, 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 pound, pound, pound. It always works for me. Um, so, and, but it's super challenging. It's like getting into a cold plunge or doing something that you don't like because you're like, I'm about to really rack my brain. And always yeah. the first record, you're like, I, the first record, I'm just saying kind of cliche things and rolling through the lines and trying to throw unique things in there. But my brain's really not like online yet. Um, but still being like, I don't care how bad the line is. I'm just going to push through. I don't care if it makes any sense. I'm just going to push through. I don't, I don't really care. And once I'm able to turn on that creative flow and it's it's almost like forcing the water out or something. Um, once the flow starts then by song three, I like, feel like I'm on, I feel like I'm inspired. I feel like there's creativity running through me. I feel like the universe opened the door for me. Um, and I think that's like how my best writing days look. It's always generally a multi-song day, whether it's two or three. Um, and it's definitely at least do a verse pre-chorus verse pre pre-chorus and get get through the two minutes of the record um, and record some sort of scratch down and do the next thing but those are like my favorite days and i think i think they are also my favorite days because there's a reward at the end of it where you're like wow i really didn't feel like writing and i still sat down and i still sat down and and tried and put in my effort and generally it rewards you by by the third idea i think mm. Because the first idea, you're like, yeah, that's kind of what I don't want. The second idea is like kind of more over here. And you're like, yeah, that's too much that way. And then by the third idea, you're like, yeah, that's, that's kind of right in the middle. Um, but definitely on the, uh, definitely on the right as much as possible and something good will show up. Um, mm-hmm. There's different ways to say it. I know Ed Sheeran's talking about like run all the black water out of the hose and then eventually it'll become clear. Um, other people have said if you write down enough bad ideas, one good one is eventually to show up. <laughs> um, I think it's a Seth Godin quote. Um, and uh, that's totally how I feel when writing.
0: Mm. yeah just get it out there yeah
1: yeah let it flow
0: exactly and i'm reading uh this book called icky guy and it's like the japanese secret to a long and happy life and they really dove into flow this last chapter all about it and um
1: what's it called icky guy
0: yeah icky guy it looks like this
1: oh icky guy got you got you i was thinking icky (laughs) guy (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I think that's how you pronounce
1: it. Ikiga, yeah. Ikiga. Something like that. I believe I've seen that book before, but I haven't read it. How far along are you in it?
0: Um, I think a hundred one or two and it's fascinating. Gosh, I'd, uh, yeah. I'd highly suggest it. But one thing they look at is these people who say either live the longest or are creatives artists is they get in that flow state. And it's like, that's something that they do not as much as possible but it's like they get into their flow quick um, Yeah, and so doing more of what puts you in your flow and reflecting asking like where am i in flow what does my flow look like and uh yeah
1: yeah and it's interesting it's almost uh the, the way that it, i think that when i'm doing those three records it's turning off the judgment process like the first song your judgment's super loud but you're like i'm ignoring you but the second song the judgment gets less and by the third song your judgment is you're not judging yourself at all you're like I, I can i can take this a little bit more lightly and i think that there are ways to implement that or implement that into life as well that i'm just starting to learn at being like i'm not going to judge what i'm doing i'm just going to do it um you know such as such as making the decision to build a bus such as making the decision to be in montana more um making decisions that i am when i'm putting out music of being like i just want to like consistently put things out and go with the flow and i don't need to do that i don't need to do this and and I think the more, the more that I'm able to turn off my judgment in life, the the happier and more flow state I find in my daily life as well. Um, and, and that same piece that I could only before find in music for sure.
0: Mm. Turn off judgment.
1: I will judge not today in the words of Deepak Chopra. <laughs> mm. Yeah.
0: I love it. Ethan, I want to be conscientious of your time. Um, one question we always ask our guests and take a few seconds before you dive into it. Um, is if you could text yourself five years in the past, what would you say and why? And then if you could text yourself five years in the future, what would you say and why?
1: Um, five, five words,
0: five, five years. It doesn't Actually, have that, to be five words, like, but if you want to make it five words, you can. I don't That's think five words twist. sound
1: like a challenge. Five words sound like a challenge. <laughs> um, Let's see, I think if it was, I think five years ago, I would say, listen to your gut, stay true mm-hmm. to yourself, would be a huge thing I'd say to myself. Um, and five years in the future, I think I'd text, thank you, buddy. I'd say thank you for uh, for stepping up and, and turning into who I've, who I've wanted to become all along. I think those, those would be mm-hmm. the two things. What about you? I
0: so I I've, I've gotten this question a few times flipped on me, um, yeah. five years in the past, I'd say something similar to what you said, um, is to stay curious. I think a lot of times I, I held back what I thought because I didn't want to be wrong or I didn't want to, you know, put myself out there. And so Finally, I think now um am embracing that curiosity and that like intuition. Yeah. Um, five years in the future is. <sighs> I would just say I'm proud of you. I just. I just know that I'll be in a place that. I mean, I'm proud of myself now, but also I know that in five years from now, I'll still be. Be proud of myself. So I'm proud of you, big Gabe.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it's like that Matthew McConaughey acceptance speech where he's like, you know, my hero is always 10 10 years in the future or 15 years in the future, whatever Mm, it was. And people always go, Who's your hero? And he goes, My my hero is me in 10 years. And then 10 years from now, people ask me what my hero is. I go, my hero is 10 years from now. He's like, it's always the next person I'm gonna be is my is my next hero. And I was like, I thought that was just so Mm. rad.
0: Mm. I think it's also like the hero that you're living in today. I think a lot of us don't give us ourselves like enough credit. Like today, something I was thinking about was when those good things start to happen, it's like, understand that you are worthy of those. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. And that was something that was on my heart. Like good things are happening. And I like, I'm always in complete gratitude for it. And sometimes I wonder to myself, like, am I really worthy of this? Like, you know? but it's like, you are worthy of this. You do deserve this. Like yeah. you did things and obviously you didn't do that. Like I didn't do things alone. Like I had so many people around me supporting me, but it's like, you are worthy of this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it can be, it can be challenging to, to feel that at some times, but sometimes it's super easy to feel. There's sometimes lately, lately my mm-hmm. gratitude meter has definitely been opening up a little bit more Um and, uh, and, and when I find myself in situations where I'm receiving praise or or, incur- or being the center of connection for people in a room in shows, um, there are times where I'm like, man, you know, I did, I've worked hard to understand what being a performer is. I've worked hard to uh, write good songs. I've worked hard to, to meet people that vibe with me so I can be out here doing this show. And uh, there's definitely, I'm definitely feeling more of that lately it's like a grounded piece. I was having to talk with my girlfriend about it where it's like, it's not an inflation. It, there's a difference. I've definitely had the shows where I get off stage and people are like, yo, you're dope. And it like fires me up in that, like I'm the shit type of way. And lately it's lately, it's been more of a calm when I pop off, when I, when I pop off stage and people come up and they say, yo, yo, great set or anything like that. It's, it's a calm that's coming over me. Like I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right things. Mm. And, um, and I know that I'm here. To I know that I was here tonight to, to speak something to you and I gave you a little bit of my truth and I hope and if it ignited them enough to come up and say something to me. Um, yeah, it makes me feel like, OK, I'm starting to walk the path that I that I believe in. It's
0: amazing. Ethan, yeah. I want to take this moment to just honor you for doing what you do and for being you. Like we talked about earlier, um, I think a lot of people can talk to talk, but to actually walk the walk of living a life with what they want to do and walking that path is uh, super difficult. Um, So I'm super, I'm super proud of you. And I'm grateful for, um, for us crossing paths. And I think we both crossed those paths because we were walking in that authentic direction. So.
1: Absolutely. Shout out to Mike for connecting us. And uh, dude, I think that you're doing a great job staying curious. And thank you for uh, wanting to take the time to chat and ask me about my life after just one meeting. Um, it's been a great conversation, dude. And I've, I've enjoyed your curiosity, as you said.
0: Absolutely. If you could leave something that's on your heart right now, um, maybe like one person that needs to hear something, what would that be?
1: I think something that I've been reflecting on a lot lately um, is something that I saw in passing of a gal um, who I'm sure is famous saying, uh, when you look in the mirror, make sure that you know that there are two people inside of you. There's the person that like you think you are and there's that person that's in the mirror and that person in the mirror really needs your love, really needs your admiration and really needs you um, to accept them today. And it's been something that it really struck a chord with me. And it's been really changing the way that I look myself in the mirror on a daily basis. So I'd say that would be one thing that I, if, if anyone's having trouble and doubting themselves and, and, and grinding on themselves, remember that 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 person that you're that you're giving all that pressure on and putting all that weight and anxiety on also needs you today to give them love and needs you today to encourage them and needs you today to be there for them. Um, mm. And it's yeah, I think that's where I'll, the, what I'd like to send out into the ethos today.
0: Mm. Give yourself some love. I love it. Yeah. ethan i'm gonna tag all your stuff alt bloom listen to his music dude's
1: dope um, <laughs> come scoping out dude. dude enjoy the rest of the day thank you for taking the time brother
0: absolutely i appreciate you we'll catch you on the next one thank you for listening